Hi, welcome to Flip It and Rebuild It, the podcast for people who want to discover the keys to unlock their full potential and to build a strong foundation that will see you through even the most difficult storms of life. I'm Stephen. And I'm Susan. And each of us has overcome challenges that could have destroyed us. Instead, we discovered the secrets to finding our own inner peace. And we're here with you today to share them with you. So on today's podcast, we're talking about recognizing your triggers to avoid disaster. Mm. So we'll be covering what are your triggers? What triggers you? And finally, coping mechanisms to avoid disaster when you are triggered. Yeah. So what have you been up to this week? Lots of working, which is good. Um, I'm trying to kind of like minimize my stuff. So I've been going through a lot of stuff. Um, I went on a motorcycle ride yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. And this weekend, I'm doing something cool. I'm going on a little road trip. <laughs> so you go and when you say a motorcycle ride, you go up to like to the top and look out over the cities. Oh like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Like they do in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We drive through the mountains and and we would drive to lakes and rivers and mountains and overlooks and like beautiful natural places. There's two things I really like about it. The the first thing I really like about it is that it makes me feel super alive. Like when you're on the back of the motorcycle and you're flying down the road, you're like, holy crap, this is dangerous. I could die. This is a good way to go out. <laughs> like this is exhilarating. <laughs> and then there's the part where I'm just like, you know, driving through nature and in beautiful forests and trees and mountains. And it just, it kind of reminds me of sailing. Yeah, I can see that. On sailing the over the, the land. When you're holding your arms out. <laughs> yeah. It just, I do. Sometimes I just kind of lift my head up and close my eyes and go, I can't pull my arms out. But <laughs> I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> For people watching this podcast on YouTube or on Patreon, we're actually doing impressions of the front of the Titanic. Oh, yeah. And we can, oh. should, should we sing and do the noise? No. <laughs> <laughs> so triggers, what are they? I talk about triggers a lot on my lives on Facebook. And yeah. It's something quite new to me in the last four or five years. Yeah. Um, I've had them all my life, but I just right. wasn't aware I had them or what they right. were. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> so what would you call a trigger? I would call a trigger something that sets you off and takes you back to a feeling that you felt when you were going through something traumatic. Yeah, that's like a shadow trigger because also triggers are good things as well. Um, that's true. You know, it's the way I would explain a trigger is when something happens out there and you're aroused in some way, and then it could mm -hmm. be something good, something exciting. It could mm -hmm. be something that terrifies you. But it normally comes from something in your past. So, yeah, if you've had a good experience, I don't know roller coasters or a good experience mm -hmm. with tall dark men or something like that, <laughs> and and you suddenly see a roller coaster or you suddenly see a tall dark man, you'll be like you'll be triggered. And you'll be like excited by it because you've had mm -hmm. a good experience. True. Equally, the opposite. Yeah. The the perfect example for me and my trigger is whenever anybody comes near me with Guinness. <laughs> Do you have Guinness in the States? Oh, I love Guinness. <laughs> uh, no, I've got I got nothing against Guinness apart <laughs> from the fact that I was at a friend's house when I was about thirteen, mm -hmm. maybe twelve, 
and he was really cool and I wasn't. Yeah. I was staying there the night and he pulled a big drawer out from underneath his um, bed and said, oh, what do you want to drink? And there was loads of cans of beer. <laughs> this friend was like 13 years old. He was so awesomely cool. Yeah. And, you know, you know I just, yeah, hand on my hip, really cool. and Yeah. Mm, yeah, I normally drink Guinness. <laughs> it, was, it was the only one I recognized. Right. So I drank one can thinking that that would be it. And mm-hmm. he said to me, oh, do you want another one? And at that moment, I knew the answer should have been no. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I was bloated. I was feeling it. I was like, and what did I say? Yeah, I always have two. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, oh peer my. pressure is a totally real thing. <laughs> like, even as an adult. <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's like, and I was ill. Mm, yeah. But I couldn't let him know I was ill. I quit kept creeping to the toilet at mm-hmm. night, um, over the night because I stayed there. And I got home the next day and I was just like, I hid it so well, I think. <laughs> you and think? I cannot even smell it now. I cannot even go near it because my whole body goes through that whole process. of Stevie, you are poisoned by that stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm like that with um, like hard liquors. Like, oh, man, they just they make me so sick. I can't even stand the smell of them. And what is interesting is the fact that it's not just thought, it's the thought, the feeling, the smell, mm-hmm. everything. Your whole body reacts as if you've just done that thing again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it takes you right back to how you felt. Because, you know, like, ultimately, we don't remember the details of things that happen, but we always remember how it made, me, how it made us feel. And it's a whole body feeling. It's not just a, the degree of triggers because... We don't always know or remember the event that caused it. We don't always know what triggers these things. And it could mm-hmm. have been something from our really young childhood that we cannot remember. Yeah. And even I've learned in recent years that you can even have attachment issues prior to the ego forming at like seven or eight months old. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if your mum wasn't exactly that attentive to you or yeah. your mum went through the problems herself, mm-hmm. it might have affected you in later life, but you would have no idea. Yeah, that's where most of my triggers come from. Not all of them, but I mean, I've, I've like, obviously my whole life had triggers, not been aware of it, projected them onto other people. Um, but now that I'm becoming more aware of what those things are, I'm like looking at them and going, okay, why is this making me feel like this? When did this happen before? And then, you know, I tell myself, okay, well, that was in the past. That happened. That was a different person. What have you. And that's the next part is becoming aware of these triggers. Yeah. Yeah. And going through our lives and going to a barbecue or going to a friend's place and, and doing things being aware of, well, that triggered me last time. This is the reaction I had. Mm-hmm. I'm going into a similar situation. I suspect I'm going to have the same reaction. Mm-hmm. How can I deal with this instead of reacting? How can I respond? Yes. Yeah. And that awareness changes everything. It does. It does. It changes everything. I've done that. Yeah. I, you cannot emphasize enough how much awareness is. And you can only do something about it if you're aware of it. Right. I mean, that's the first step. That is absolutely the first step, becoming aware that something is triggering you. Realizing that, oh my gosh, I'm super, super, 
super like, okay, I'll use an example of my own. Um, so I recently realized that I get really triggered when people flake on me and blow me off. And I used to tell myself, oh, well, it just bothers me because people should do what, you know, what they say they're going to do and do what's expected and da, 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 da. But now that I'm aware that that's a trigger for me, um, I know better than to expect people that have done that to me to, you know, not do it again. Like, like I have friends that are naturally flaky people. They don't mean to be, they're not doing it on purpose to me. I know that's a trigger. So I have, I lower my expectations in that regard, you know, and then trying to think of where it came from. Oh gosh. I don't know. I I have a lot of triggers that are kind of around things like abandonment issues and not being understood and not being respected. well, that I comes think, down to the flaky as well, because yeah, exactly. You, you know, if I make a date with you, for mm-hmm. example, if we did, we got married on the last podcast because you organised. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but if I made a date with you, and then two hours before the date, I just blown you off and said, "Nah, I got to work late" or something like that. That is abandonment. That is, mm-hmm. you know, the person not respecting you. That's the yeah. So it really does run deep. And the whole point is, like we said at the beginning, these mm-hmm. triggers have been with us all our lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're gaining new triggers all the time. Yeah. New people we meet and different things like that, different experiences will give us triggers. Yeah. Um, you, you know, it's like if you're frightened of spiders, it's a trigger. Mm-hmm. If you're frightened of dogs, it's a trigger from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> spiders is a funny one because... Yeah. How many people, especially grown-ups, go up to little children of like one, two years old and they do that um, incy-wincy spider up the arm and they tickle mm-hmm. them. And so basically this great big person leans over you, attacks you up your arm and then attacks you <laughs> up your neck. And then and says, all... don't be scared of spiders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you <laughs> see your mum run out the room when they see a spider. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the beauty of like being aware of where those things come from is that now I have a lot more patience for them. You know, now I can go, okay, I know this kind of thing triggers me, so I'm not going to overreact. I'm going to take a minute before I respond and recognize that this person has their own things going on in their own life. And I don't know why they're, they're blowing me off, but they probably aren't doing it intentionally. They probably have something more important that they have to take care of. And like it allows me to be more understanding and slowly those triggers are less and less painful. And, and to use your example, um, mm-hmm. I would recommend it's a balance between boundaries and what you're willing to put up with. Oh yeah. And also the fact that it's your trigger, it's your past. It's your thing. It's not something personal. They, they're not doing it to you deliberately. Right. So it is a balance between, and you cannot simply say, do you know what? Everybody can treat me flaky because I've been triggered from something right. six. Yeah. What I do now, now that I'm aware of this is instead of getting upset and taking it personally, I say, okay, that's fine. This person can make their own decisions. I'm just going to stop sending them invitations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they're going to come to me now. I'm going to stop inviting them out if they're going to flake on me. And I'll do that with anyone. I I do that with everyone. But it is remembering that it's your trigger. Don't blame them. Don't get mad at them. Exactly. Um, 
And who knows, they may not, they may have been triggered by something and that's what stopped them. Exactly. Going to the date. We don't know because we all have them and we're generating them all the time. I'm just trying to think of a few other things that I get triggered by. I I had a guy recently that uh, flaked on me on a date. He flaked twice on me actually. Um, but it, I didn't get mad because I understood that he was just anxious and nervous and scared. And, and so, you know, I just kind of was like, okay, well, you know, he's triggered. He's triggered by whatever is making him anxious and scared to do this. You. <laughs> Me. I'm so scary. <laughs> that, that, that's, why, that's why I don't mind doing this for you because I know you're the other side of the world. <laughs> if, if you said, Stephen, let's actually go out of a day, I would, I'd be flaking. I can't do that. I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. That's completely put me off now, though. <laughs> right. Um, so how, how would you tell people to, what would you tell people to do to become more aware of their triggers? The question we need to keep at, because the, the wisdom is always in the question. Mm -hmm. Question everything. Yeah. We taught that as a, ch a child, question everything, but yet we're not allowed to question our parents. Right. <laughs> that was always a trigger for me. But one of the other triggers, the, the big triggers for me is they're less now because of the work I've done. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But one of the big triggers always used to be when someone used to hold the mirror up to me and show mm. me who I was. Oh, yeah. And very often the one big trigger we have is people pointing out our flaws. Oh, yeah. And we will really, really get annoyed, especially when narcissists are faced with narcissists. Yeah. Um, so basically, whenever any teenager faces another teenager. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and, and essentially, whether we like it or not, all of us have to go through some kind of narcissistic phase yeah. to build who we are. And then when people point out that I'm a narcissist or a manipulator, Oh my God, it triggers me. And it triggers, it always used to trigger me because I was adamant I wasn't that. Mm -hmm. Everybody was pointing out what I was mm -hmm. by triggering me. Mm -hmm. And I was fighting it constantly because that wasn't me. And I was annoyed by being triggered. Mm -hmm. But they often say, what annoys you most is where mm -hmm. your freedom is. Because when you become. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you realize it, when you realize what triggers you, you realize who you really are. Yeah. And then you can do something with it. Yeah. And so the awareness is ask the question and it goes, what's happening inside right now? Mm -hmm. How am I being affected by this? Mm -hmm. And why am I being affected by this? Yeah. And never blame the external. Yeah. Always think oh, yeah. of it internally because it's what's going on inside of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... I spent my life fighting the spiders, mm -hmm. but I can sit here and look at a spider now and not be affected by it. Yeah. Then if you ask me to pick it up and you ask me to spend some time doing the tango with it, no. <laughs> but I can sit here and not be freaked out by it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The fears are rising. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of it. I'm aware it's a trigger. Mm -hmm. I'm aware it's just a spider. Mm-hmm. So you, you're creating that gap between what's, what's coming up for you and how you respond to it rather than the habitable reaction. Exactly. We normally jump straight to our subconscious mind and go, what did we do last time? 
yeah. the same thing again. Yeah. This yeah. awareness closes the gap between what's coming up and responding rather than reacting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I used to get super, super triggered by things that would that would trigger my insecurity about abandonment. Um, like, you know, things like someone not hearing me out when I had something to say or uh, walking away from me. Like, that would all oh, set me off so bad if, like, I was arguing with someone and they just walked away from me and, and stuff like that. And I, by becoming aware of that trigger and realizing I needed to work on myself because it was my problem, I learned to be more patient. I learned to give people space. I learned to not like grab on to them when they were trying to run away, you know, and chase them down. Um, I, and I learned to look internally and feel good on my own two feet and feel like I didn't, you know, need someone else. And that's the thing. You got to stop and think about how, when you feel triggered, you got to stop and think about how you're feeling, what you're feeling and reflect on where is that really coming from? I find it's helpful to kind of try to separate myself from my emotions. Like here's my emotions, kind of like thoughts. Here's thoughts. Here's emotions. I'm separate from them. That way, like, you know, like I try to visualize them and picture them and see them separately that way I can really analyze them and look at them and not feel so attached to them. Um, I want to go back to where you were saying about your triggers of abandonment. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just amazing at how much of your life that one issue as a child, the shadow, affect, affects everything. Yeah, it was a lot of times when you have kind of a deep insecurity like that, it gets reinforced throughout your life. It was like massively reinforced for me. Um, and it just keeps escalating. Mm -hmm, exactly. Exactly. Self escalating. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Um, and the problem is, unless we become aware of it, unless we can see these shadows, the other thing we can do to see these shadows is really because we call them shadows because mm -hmm. we cannot see them ourselves. Yeah. It, it's very much like the science, this is the geeky side of me. Uh, <laughs> I like explaining it this way. The scientists believe there's a really big planet somewhere in our solar system, mm -hmm. but they believe it's made out of a material that's completely non-reflective. Mm -hmm. So they cannot see it. Mm -hmm. but they can see the effect of it on other planets, the gravity, gravitational pull. So they mm -hmm. kind of know where it's to. They kind of see the direction, but they just cannot bounce no light off it to see. Right. Yeah. And that's very similar to what these are. We can see the effects of them. We can see the effects of these on other people. You know, we come in and say something to our partner and they go mental. And you're like, <laughs> wow, where did that come from? Right, and, right. And we often then take it personally. Well, I didn't say anything that I do. You know, you don't have to fly off the handle on me. Well, it's got nothing to do with you. It's just something in that moment caused a reaction. Oh, yeah. You know, and yes, you might have been the final trigger to it. You weren't the one that loaded it all those years. Right, exactly. It's just exactly. you were the one that triggered it finally. Yeah, yeah. And... But then we take that personally because then we're triggered. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just a mess. But see, that's exactly why you can't like 
run away from your fears and your insecurities or try to pretend like they don't exist because if you don't work those things out yeah. you're going to get triggered and you're going to you're going to bleed all over people that didn't cut you <laughs> when people point out something to me now that i don't like them pointing out to me i still get that thing of the hairs on the back of my neck stand mm -hmm. i still oh, yeah. get that initial that initial deep breath i am ready to fight <laughs> right never had a fight in my life but i am ready to fight you know all those <laughs> that 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 whole my whole body goes into this um alert mechanism that is ready mm -hmm. to and someone's just said something um and one of those things a few years ago somebody texted me that i was a manipulator mm -hmm. how dare someone call me a manipulator <laughs> right i'm a really nice guy i do loads of things for people i help people i buy things for people i treat everybody nice and kind i'm mm. not a manipulator and oh it didn't did not go down well with me yeah <laughs> but i was on a spiritual journey mm -hmm. so whereas now it's normally a few minutes maybe mm -hmm. 10 minutes or so then it was a few days mm -hmm. and after a few days of calming down i looked at it and thought well, am I? And I looked at it and thought about it a bit more. And I realized that I am quite a manipulator. Mm -hmm. um, I have a manipulating streak in me. I have something that's really important to me. And I think it, it's quite universal. I like people to like me. It's yeah. really huge for me. Yeah. So in order to do that, I might buy them something. Mm -hmm. For example, I've just bought the girls on the... Um, town council the civil servants in there some mm -hmm. cookies the other day mm -hmm. now then is that manipulating am i making them like me well no it's a nice thing to do yeah but i've got to ask myself am i manipulating the situation yeah so i'm aware of it now you know is this person going to leave me is this person not treating me right am i now going to make them dependent on me by being nice mm -hmm. <laughs> which is counterproductive. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's super common. I see it a lot, actually. But that's the, the awareness is realizing what we do. You, you know, mm -hmm. you don't suddenly start a spiritual journey. You don't suddenly become aware of all these triggers and have none. Right. They're still there. So you're not going to suddenly get rid of them all. <laughs> no, I, I think you really just learn how to handle them better. And that's the thing, like, life is unpredictable things are going to happen and it, you really just learn to handle it better. You just learn to handle it better. The assholes will still piss you off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you just don't have to make it a violent thing. You don't have to right. keep telling that same story for the next three days and put it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It's about taking it to responding to the situation rather than just reacting to it, yeah. which is huge. You're still going to be cut up in the road, which is a big thing that triggers everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. We take that so personally. Yeah. How dare they set off this morning to deliberately make me late and deliberately threaten my life? Yeah. <laughs> See, I go out of my way to remind myself when anyone does anything to me that I don't like, you know what? They're doing this because this is who they are they think this is okay they don't you know they look at it differently than i do and it's not personal they're not doing it to me personally they would do the same thing to any other person 
And it is creating that gap between it arising and recognizing everything you yeah. just said. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the three minds, you know, um, the first mind comes in is, am I going to die right this moment? No, I send it over to the subconscious mind. It looks through the filing cabinet. How did I do it last time? Well, I shouted, I flipped my middle finger, I screamed out the window and I drove off and I plastered it on Facebook and phoned all my family to tell them how this incredibly inconsiderate person set out to ruin my day. (laughs) One time. (laughs) And we've all done it. We've all done it. And 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 then if we create that gap, the subconscious mind says, well, last time it wasn't that good. It didn't mm-hmm. work out that well. Over to the human mind. And the human mm-hmm. mind goes, well, look, I've made mistakes. He didn't come out of there to deliberately ruin my day. Right. I was already late before he did that. I was already on the back foot. It's okay. And mm-hmm. drive off. Yeah. And you don't carry it for the rest of the day. Right, exactly. Like that right there is a big, big key to feeling peaceful in your day-to-day life it's like david poley about the um garbage truck have you ever heard that oh yeah yeah that's awesome yeah should i share the story yes 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 yeah he he was in a new york taxi cab and he got in the back he was on the way to a business meeting so i mean he was in a rush and all that and he said come on and then the taxi driver was driving down the road and this guy cut them up the taxi driver just waved and drove on and mm-hmm. he was in the back. He said, oh, my God, he almost killed us. That mm-hmm. was so close. You were so lucky. Why did you just wave and go on? You know, that guy did all this to you. And he said, well, people are like garbage trucks. If you allow them to spew their rubbish and all everywhere, if you take it on board and you carry it around all day, you'll do the same to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be a garbage truck. Mm-hmm. And that's the story. It's, it's a really good book, actually. He's got, like all different ways in which we could not carry things with us. And it's true. Everybody is carrying something. Oh, yeah, definitely. And this perfectly takes this podcast in full circle. We are carrying so much baggage and all Mm. that baggage is triggers. (laughs) Yeah. And it's learning to recognize, right, I'm being triggered now. So ask ourselves the question. Going into work, this particular person always triggers me. Ask why. Mm, yes. Probably nothing to do with him. It's probably because somebody that looked like him when you were 12 years old used to get on your nerves nicking your pencil at school. Yeah. And then you laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I've made your life hell for the past three years in work simply because someone that looked like you used to nick my rubbers at school. yeah it's kind of silly when you put it that way isn't it but it's true that's what it it is is. that's what triggers are yeah you know we're we're, we're blaming the current things that are happening on something that's happened to us in the past yeah yeah let's talk about some like coping skills we can use when we do feel triggered take a deep breath you know what in all fairness there's so many coping skills after you ask the questions just whatever arises you've always got time to take a deep breath yeah that's the first thing i do just take a deep breath take a bunch of deep breaths <laughs> and i don't think it needs to be confused with another 10 different coping mechanisms yeah take a deep breath and be okay with what's arising 
Mm-hmm. And then you focus on the good things that are coming up right now. Like where they can find you, Susan. Me? Yeah. Uh, Susan's inspirationspace.com. And you can find me on stevenweb.com. And you can hear us on many different platforms now. Yeah. If you go to flipitandrebuildit.com, mm-hmm. you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify very soon. Mm-hmm. Castbox, Anchor, Google Play. Google Play. Yeah, a few different places. Patreon. I can up. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's and, good, and right? Patreon, yeah. And you can watch our videos yeah. on Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Our behind the scenes videos. So thanks for listening, guys. Give us a review. Say hi. Have you got any triggers or anything like that in any of the comments? Really appreciate that. Definitely. Namaste. No